This podcast and following message are brought to you by The Sharing. Discover what it's like to be part of something larger than yourself, something big, something important. Located in sunny Santa Barbara, The Sharing is committed to family, virtue, righteousness, and brotherhood and sisterhood. Join now as a member of The Outer Sharing for the chance to become one of the special chosen few, a full member of The Inner Sharing. The Sharing, you will be a part. You will be different. Cool. So is it time for the spoiler zone? I think it is. Nice. That was a long one. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to say about this passage? Just that, that Rachel spoilerific. <gasps> dies. Yeah, Rachel dies. Yeah, you're like, is this it? No, no, this is not it. Is this the part where she... No, that's not that. No, well, I was thinking that, like, she walks into the... What I was saying before about, like, her going towards the house is, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. in line with her... Yeah. Her death scene, basically. Like... Yeah. She goes into it, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. That's very... It's a very Rachel thing to do. But, you know, we, we just will continue to see her be like that throughout the whole series. Do we see that woman... Do we see that that woman any time later in the series? I don't think so. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But the, the Megamorphs yeah. as a whole are kind of weird like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, right. I mean, we can talk about that too. But mm-hmm. with her specifically, I was thinking like she, she could be a really awesome recurring character mm-hmm. from what we see in this book. But then she's not, you know? Yeah. Like she's so interesting. Yeah, what's her deal? Plus, like, she knows about Yerkes. Nobody, no human knows about Yerkes, you know? Yeah, or maybe there are, you know, multiple people like this who have all been sort of... Sure, but then wouldn't you as an Animorph want to find out? Yeah, I mean, she has bigger things going on, but it is, like, surprising that she did not say, by the way, guys, I met this lady in the woods. No, Sounds yeah. like she's an ex-controller. What should we do about it? Yeah, doesn't that just seem like it would be important info? I mean, one thing I was thinking was maybe Rachel, maybe her memory of that will be hazy. I mean, she did get hit on the head again. Twice, so. yeah. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. So maybe that's what it is. But yeah, either way, I would have expected there to be more follow-up on that woman. Yeah, it could have been good. But, you know, maybe she just suffers the fate of Melissa Chapman. Right, no, exactly. She, Melissa Chapman, all the other forgotten side characters, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame. It's a crying shame. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I had to say. Not everyone that. can be Eric, the chief. Wow. 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 We have so much to read. I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, so anything else about the yellow top, the doorway that's open, the light that is not inside the cabin. I definitely like the comparison to Rachel's death scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, she like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she stows aboard the, the ship that Tom is on in right. the same fashion that she that she goes in that she goes into it in that in that <laughs> in I that think she that's only, it. <laughs> yeah and then I mean well cabin in the woods that don't have light inside them we all know they're risky you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. is there any other symbolism for yellow or possibly light uh, I mean I feel like light could have a lot of symbolism yeah like anything that we could say about uh, that has been said by countless. High school English classes before. I know, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's, yeah, that's it. I guess we can be done with this passage. Cool. 
Is it time? Is it time to talk about all those spoilers that we didn't talk about before? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you have any? I do. I do. Um, Let me see here. I had some notes. So I guess, first of all, one thing that is bugging me is they always talk about the terror that emanates from Visitor 3. And um, Axe talks about that in this book, which, because I don't think we've seen him narrate something before. But it was just making me think, like, do we see something like that happen with Visitor 2 or Visitor 1 ever? I guess we don't really see... I don't think we do. No, we don't really see Visser 1 that much. Thinking back to when they did see Visser 1, Marco and Jake realized that it was Marco's mother. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them hadn't seen Marco's mother before. Yeah, but they didn't have terror coming from her. They didn't I don't have, like, think an so. Aura. And I think later in the series, we still we, don't we have... We didn't have their, you know, narration. Right. But uh, I, I also think later in the series, we don't have, like, auras emanating from... Mm-hmm. the higher up viscers. So upon first read, I always read that as like, oh, it's like a viscer thing. Like mm-hmm. high up Yerks are just super evil. But yeah. I actually think it's a viscer three thing. He he is not subtle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just something about his personality being so bad. Well, he, you know, he's described as like the abomination. So it's kind of like the thing that he's grown to become. He's a, oh, yeah, right, he right, has right. his personality and he's like achieved so much power and like he has this unique host body. Yeah, so maybe part of the like like emanating bad stuff that everybody always describes is part of it is the abominationness of yeah. a yerk in an andalite body. body. Huh, it's like looking yeah. at an andalite and being like something is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like Every time you look at a Hork-Bajir, they're a controller. Every time you look at a Taxon, they're a controller. Yeah. Normally, when you look at an Andalite, they're, they're awesome. an Andalite. Yeah. yeah. But when you look at this Andalite, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. So maybe you kind of get, you know, that, like, horror. They're like, yerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Andalite filth. That yeah. kind of, like, yeah. race hatred. You just get a little bit of that because it's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're mashed together. Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. I just thought that was interesting because I hadn't really thought about it before. The fact that it's really just Visser 3 that has that. But that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Does Axe end up killing Visser 3? No. Yeah, Visser 3 just becomes like a prisoner of war. Right. At the end of the book, end of the series. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Isn't that kind of sad? I feel like he acts... I feel like that's part of his journey, you know? Yeah. Is like he, right now, he's very focused on like this Andalite custom and he's very into, and, and all the Animorphs are into like this, Yurks are evil, you know? They're, that's the way it is. They're evil. Mm-hmm. Andalites are good. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. But like as they go through the series, they learn more and more about, I guess, the nuances. So I think that as Axe goes through the series, he becomes less immersed in Andalite tradition, and so less mm-hmm. feeling like it's his, his sole driving purpose. And also, I guess he realizes it's about winning the war. But, you know, the, the events of the next book are him trying to assassinate Visser Three, basically. Wow, I didn't realize that was so early. I thought that was way later in the series. Oh, this is something I wanted to talk about. Axe and Tobias's books are spread out. Like, they alternate in the series order. Oh, right, because it goes like... Jake, Axe. Rachel, 
than Tobias or Axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cassie Marco. So they have half as many books. And I feel like they have fewer chapters in this. But I'm not, I haven't counted. Oh, they definitely do. Um, yeah. Well, because Tobias, like, isn't there. So, and I was thinking that this was the thing I looked up during break. The reason for this was Scholastic, the publishers, wanted to tone down the Tobias Axe stuff because they were worried that they wouldn't be relatable. I saw this in an wow. interview with Michael Grant, who is uh, Kay Applegate's husband. I know, but they are possibly the top two most relatable characters. Maybe not Axe. I mean, Axe, I... Axe is one of my favorites to read, though, for sure. Oh, Absolutely. But yeah. Tobias, I think, is so relatable. Like more relatable than Jake. Yeah, you know. I know. I and like. But are we just saying that because we're right? Yeah. You know. Maybe you're just. Well, no. Maybe you're we're you're a Cassie, obviously. So. Yeah. But so you can just relate to everybody. Yeah, I do relate to everybody. It's true. But I feel, personally, I feel like Rachel and Jake are less relatable than. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I was reading like a couple of the Animorphs books in elementary or middle school or whatever. I felt like Rachel could not relate to. I could not mm-hmm. relate to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wasn't focused on being a leader in like middle school, you know? I well, was like. And they also make the point that like Jake and Rachel are popular. Mm-hmm. And I think most kids feel like they're not popular. Especially the ones who are stuck in the library. Yeah, especially the, the ones Hoffmorph. reading the Animorphs. Reading yeah. the Animorphs. So, like, I feel like to make a character relatable, you gotta make them a Tobias or a Cassie. Mm-hmm. Who's like a little bit, they have kind of a thing that they're really into. They're not like yeah. in the in crowd. I mean, I, I definitely relate to Tobias way more than like Cassie. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really relate to like morally. I felt weird about this or whatever, you know, but I could definitely relate to being an a outcast. bird. Yeah. A bird, a literal <laughs> bird <laughs> eating mice. Our listeners can't see that you're a bird. I don't know if we ever oh, established never, that. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So I guess that was all I wanted to say. But they are possibly given short shrift in this. I'm going to count. In the now. narrative just distribution of the chapters. Maybe not Axe, but. This is okay if I do this. Yeah, go for it. Five Axe chapters. I guess. And there are 44 chapters and six possible narrators. Yeah, so you'd expect seven. There's three Tobias chapters. So, so maybe they are splitting five and three here for context um, or for comparison. Jake has seven. Mm-hmm. Cassie has seven. Rachel has 13. I mean, I think it's partly a function of the plot, right? Yeah, like She exactly. basically carries like a whole arc. Yeah. Um, But like three chapters... It's kind of few, you know. Marco has nine. I mean, huh? you got to love Marco's narration, though. But he has more than Jake. Yeah. So, anyway, I guess that's kind of something I wanted to point out, is that Tobias and Axe have the fewest chapters Mm -hmm. and were, according to this interview, seen as risks for not being relatable. When I think, you know, can you imagine if like so this series was just Rachel, Jake, Cassie, Marco? Yeah, I love the Tobias and Axe books. Like every single, maybe it's because they're fewer. Yeah, would you still love them if yeah. they had the same amount? But I feel like those books, 
I, I yeah, I love them. I think in particular the Axe books uh, never feel like filler. He's often narrating when there's like in light stuff going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I feel like is often related to the overall plot, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I literally feel like if, I mean, if you imagine this series as like a Jake, Rachel, Cassie, Marco series, mm-hmm. it would just be like any other series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just be a group of true. kids going on adventures. Yeah. But I think part of what makes the series so cool is that it has mm-hmm. like darker parts. It has a whole universe of mm-hmm. like information that you can learn about, like the way the universe works. Um, you have this like, you have some like super dark stuff that mm-hmm. um that also happens mm-hmm. um and i think like a big portion of that is tobias's kind of emotional stuff that he goes through yeah yeah i think it would just be very different i wonder yeah. if that's why they made him a hawk i mean like why not make marco a hawk i was reading an interview and Kate applegate said that she planned on making tobias a hawk from the beginning so i think it's like his it's part of his character, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, right. But I'm saying, what if it had been a different character that had been an animal from the beginning and Tobias yeah. just didn't exist? I mean, I, I, he just brings like so much pathos, you know, if you Marco was a hawk, I feel like you just have a smart dog and hawk a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You got to be yeah. edgy. You got to like, like, he really it. brings it. Yeah. No, he it's brings thanks. Yeah, he does. That's what we love about him. That, that is what we love about Tobias. Speaking of that, did you want to talk about the Rachel Tobias relationship? It's Honestly, like beginning to. Yeah, I feel like we don't really see it that much because yeah. no, she's on her way to see him. Yeah, but I don't think they actually talk. No, yeah, I think he his like bird face is featured yeah, prominently a, in her flashback. She has a vision of his. She yeah. she can't see. She can't recognize any of the faces that she's seeing in a flashback to something like the York Pool. I think. But she can see a boy's face, but then she realizes that it's a hawk, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you, I mean, you get that, like, yeah. he's a central person yeah. to her. It's definitely, like, a slow burn, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, like, Cassie, of course, being very empathetic, she tells Jake in the beginning that, like, I think there's a thing between them. Yeah, but, no, Cassie's, Cassie's good with that stuff. But I don't think Tobias, like, talks to Rachel, really. Yeah, I mean, in well, his three you chapters. Know, <laughs> And it's three chapters. I like that it's not obvious to someone who does not know what happens. But, like, having read the whole series, you can see how, like, slowly mm-hmm. it's, like, becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is it is good. I do like that. I like having kind of the drawn out. Yeah. Arc. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till I get to, like, book 13. Anyway. <laughs> guess that's... Uh, did you want to talk about whales? Sure, yeah. Um, what do you think about the magic whales? They clearly can, like, do telepathy, right? That is not thought speak. I mean, it's not in the angle brackets, right? What do you What do you think about that? No, can I just they think they're like that. they only telepathize to Cassie? No, I think they telepathize to all of their citizens of the ocean. Yeah. Because they telepathize when they were dolphins. Yeah. I don't think that was because of... Although Cassie does have this fancy thing about her. No, yeah, I, I do. She's that special person. Yeah. I forget the name, but... That was in, like, Megan Morris 4. She's, like, in tune with the... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, so, so maybe it's just a Cassie. Yeah. I think that 
the whale was talking to them as dolphins because mm-hmm. he said like little ones. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. say like, yeah. oh, hey, you're yes. Cassie. What's right? up, Cassie? Yeah. He was like, hey, America. little ones, there's a thing up there. Watch out. Yeah. He said it more eloquently than me. So, yeah. So I think that whales can talk to all dolphins for sure, mm-hmm. which makes me think that whales, it's kind of like in The Lion King, like they're kind of the benevolent overseers of the ocean, mm-hmm. you know? Lions, benevolent. Yeah, they only want what's best for, for everyone involved. It's just like, why whales, you know? Well, they have their songs. I guess so. That's a good point. Those are, like, mystical. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. And whale songs are supposed to be, like, a very complex mm-hmm, mm-hmm, language mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. So I think they are thought to be able to do some pretty intense communicating. Yeah. Um. And, you know, they don't, they don't alter their sounds in the way that, like, humans do. Like, humans have this whole situation with, like, tongues. The mouth. Yeah. Where we Max can, can tell you all about it. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It is actually crazy. Like, other species can't, are not physically able to manipulate sounds the way we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to do with, like, the geometry of our mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, so I think it makes sense that the language of the whales would be represented with pictures rather than with words then. Yeah. So, I think there is kind of this idea of whales. Whale yeah, whale song being, like, very in touch with something kind of primal Mm-hmm, and not yeah. as like cerebral as language yeah. if that makes sense i yeah that's like very interesting and cassie is more that way you could say yeah like i sort of feel like if if rachel was morphing a whale or like if she was trying to communicate with the whale she would speak in or marco they would speak in thought speak and be like hey whale what's up I don't know what you're saying, what but is it cool if I acquire you, you know? Yeah. Whereas Cassie is, like, reaching out with her brain. I think it's, like, super, super interesting. Cassie's awesome. Here. Cassie's awesome. Um, one other thing that I wanted to bring up was, okay, we've talked about this before, but, like, seriously, how does the Valik not come up again later in the series? Because, like, like, Visser 3 already engineered it to sense morphing, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, live off of Yurik food, which seems like a pretty big feat. Mm-hmm. Like, would he not just engineer it to, I don't know, not die when it gets near water? Yeah. I guess he'd have to go, presumably this leak is dead. Yeah, he'd have to go back to Mars and get another one. Saturn. But it sounds like there, or sorry, Saturn. But it sounds like there are multiple. It's not like this was the only one. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, then, wow, that, well, then there are a lot of species. ethical co- consequences of that. but Which I'm sure Visser 3 is concerned well, about cassie <laughs> cassie would probably feel pretty bad for coming up with a plan that literally wiped out a species that's true yeah but you see what i'm saying I right do. like just go back to saturn and get a new one it seemed like it was working pretty well just work out the kinks i think it's a viscer viscer three thing you know yeah he's all about the the big the bold strategy he's not about like revising an existing strategy he doesn't revise yeah he if does it didn't not work revise. that means it's not gonna work yeah like maybe if if it were Visser 1 who were in charge, well, I guess the story would be... Everything would be different. I mean, she would have just won by now, but... Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Visser 3 really just is that mercurial. That's that's excellently put. And also, I wonder if he's facing some heat from the Council of 13, you know? Well, it sounds like he is because there was that comment from that uh, that conversation where the mm. the cronies were, like, talking down. 
about him. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not the best look to tell your superiors like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing again. But I've totally got it this time. You know, I feel like you might want to have like another bold master plan, you know. Yeah. Who who knows about Visser 3? Although we do, yeah, uh, I think we only get a very small portion of the series narrated from, from this perspective. No, yeah, the one thing that I kind of wish we had was just more narration from other people. Yeah, that would be very cool. I want to know what it's like to be a whale. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a, a whole book written in like whale speak. It would be a picture book. It would be a graphic novel. Ooh. Wow, Should we it. do that? Oh my gosh. We would make millions. We already have a fan base. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Um. Oh, the dreams. Cassie says she has this dream where a like... Rooting it in the text. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. She says, there's something. I don't even know what it is, but it's not a good thing. And it asks me to make a choice. In the dream, I have to decide who lives and who dies. So, like... Cryak? Yeah, exactly. You know, it seems like that prophetic dream is realized in this book. But maybe it's actually Cryak kind of appearing to her, just as he is appearing to Jake. And, like, preying on the things that she is vulnerable to. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, was, mean, I was wondering if that, I mean, maybe like, evil presence is crack. I mean, there is a reading of this book of this series where maybe cryak is behind every negative experience that humans ever have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe whenever anybody feels guilt Anything. or shame, it's cryak preying on your insecurities. You yeah. Know? No, I, I, see I actually saying. kind of like that reading personally. But I think if it were truly an overt appearance by Cryak, I think you would see an eye. You'd see that. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, like whenever anybody has an appearance from Cryak, they see the eye. Yeah, I guess so. But hey, now that I've thought of this other reading, I kind of like that. Yeah. You know? Like maybe all the dreams that they're having are Cryak trying to torture them. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot wait till we hear from the Elemist slash Cryak again. I guess we don't... We, don't, we haven't met Cryak yet. Yeah. We don't even I, know he exists. There's just this Elemist guy. Is and he then God? there's a weird eye that happens. Yeah. So I think that's the end of the episode. Um, thank you all for listening to the Sulpaniar Pool. Uh, you can contact us at sulpaniarpool at gmail.com if you have any feedback or alternate theories, perhaps. Uh, that's S-U-L-P-N-I-A-R pool at gmail.com you can also visit our website at silpneyarpool.com we have a facebook page silpneyarpool and you can tweet at us through at silpneyarpool and if you so desire you can find our tumblr and reddit information on the website as well we also maintain a spotify playlist with all the songs that we've mentioned on the show so far which you can find on our website for some 90s nostalgia and with that uh so long and until next time We hope you sing a song of hope, just like Cassie.